Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. Instead of creating a whole new industry, it's perfecting um, what's being done currently in the industry and doing it better. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming to the show... Uh, Joe, you're a very special guest, by the way. You were my last interview for 2021. So thank you for being on the show. Uh, Joe Johnson is the CEO of Vade Nutrition, which has become one of the fastest growing nutritional supplement companies in the world. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you. I see you say the best for last. <laughs> I, I Absolutely. That is exactly how it worked out. So... <laughs> Uh, in your kind of uh, onboarding information, you shared a pretty pretty funny story. So I kind of want to bring it up. So uh, according to your your resume here, you have been an entrepreneur since you were the ripe age of five years old. Uh, what were you What were you hustling back then? Yeah, well, I would say it's it's been a family um, a, a family trend to be entrepreneurs. I have three other brothers, and all of them run their own company. So my first business when I was five years old was with my three older brothers. Um, and we actually sold puppies, which was the cutest job I've had, but we bred dogs and then sold puppies. So that was a great job for a five-year-old. Um, <laughs> but since then, I just have kind of had that itch my whole life to create something and to, um, do something different, something that other people aren't doing and, and run something. Um, and so since that point till now running Vade, um, probably, probably have, Started about ten companies, uh, and most of them very unsuccessful. But fortunately, we got one to hit. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's see, let's go back to I guess you know what was going on in your life right before the concept uh, kind of forvade popped into your mind. Uh, you know, I think that some entrepreneurs out there they know that they want to be their own boss. They want to live that life. Uh, more for the glorious sides of it. Uh, not a lot of people talk about the unglorious sides of being an entrepreneur. But you know, um, where did where did you kind of come up with the idea from? Yeah, so uh, you made a good point. I'm going to kind of touch on the point you just made about how, why people want to become entrepreneurs. And I think nowadays it's becoming even more and more that it's a sexy thing to do. It's you know, I want to be my own boss, have flexible hours, all that stuff. Um, but uh, it's not it's not that glamorous uh for a long time even once it is um hitting success it's still not that glamorous as far as uh my own schedule is just working more <laughs> but uh but the the idea came actually while i was in college i was wrestling at michigan state i'm always trying to look for new ideas and concepts but this concept really hit home for me because it fit with what my passions were outside of entrepreneurship it fit with my lifestyle. It was a real problem that I had. Um, and so just to uh, explain what it is that we do at Vade, uh, we, we create nutritional supplements that are prepackaged in a dissolvable food-grade film. So every serving 
of whether it's a protein powder, a meal replacement, a pre-workout. It's, it's measured in this dissolvable food grade film. So you just toss the pack into water, shake it up and you have your, your drink. So there's no scooping powder. There's no measuring. There's no mess. Um, and the concept came actually from a pivot of a different idea. Um, I was traveling with, with my wrestling team and drinking protein shakes and I had, had a, uh, always was left with the smelly shaker bottle. And so I was trying to solve the problem of a, a smelly shaker bottle. And as I was developing that, um, that concept of how to make it so you didn't have to clean out your shaker bottle, I started to think through, uh, well, how do we make it even more convenient for people to take nutritional supplements beyond just the, the shaker bottle inconvenience? Um, and so a long story short is that we actually pivoted um, from an original idea. And when I say we, I, I also got married um, after my junior year of college. And so, um, so my wife and I worked on, on the start of this company together, but we pivoted to this concept while we were still, while I was still in college um, and kind of said, okay, we're, we're done with looking at shaker bottles. We're going we're gonna to start this nutritional supplement company. We're going to make nutrition more portable and convenient. Yeah, no, and what I love about uh, the concept that you move forward with is uh, is a commonality that I've been trying to highlight between a lot of my guests lately is that you're not necessarily like coming to market with a brand new thing that nobody's ever heard of. You're just taking something that's out there that there's already a market for and making the product better. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs need to... You don't need to come up with the next Facebook. You could just come up with the next thing that's better than Facebook. That might be just as hard. But <laughs> maybe you have a better, po- a more poetic way of, of trying to get the point across that I'm kind of uh, a, a, a trying to. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's industries that have... Especially the nutritional supplement industry is a very old industry. Um, it's been around for a long time. And there's not really been any innovation within the industry. So instead of creating a whole new industry, it's perfecting um, what's being done currently in, in the industry and doing it better. Like, like you said, I think that's that's the key here is you know, we get questions from some people um, that whether it's on social media or what whatever um, review or something, and they're like, well, why? Why would I um, want to use this? And the the answer is why not? Why why would you not want more convenience, more portability? Uh, it's just one step better than having to to scoop your powders. Absolutely, and that one step you built a business on back on the back of honestly. Um, so you 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 came up with this awesome idea, um, and it's innovative. How much time was it before you're like, wait, this is I think this is the thing we're gonna do? Uh, until you actually sold some to people that weren't your friends or family yeah <laughs> um, it's a it's a long story that I'll make short but from the first day that we that we went headfirst into this and said this is exactly what we're gonna do um, it was about a year of development with different manufacturers and trying to find um, find the right combination of of, uh, of partners to work with to actually bring the product to life. And so it took about a year to, to find those partners. We tried to launch. Um, we tried to launch about a year after we came up with the idea, and we got a cease and desist the day before we tried to launch for our our name, which was an old name. 
that we don't use anymore because of it. So we had to um, pull back our launch. Um, so then we tried to launch again with another another name, uh, the name we currently have. But and that was about six months later, I believe. We tried to launch again, and our manufacturer that we were working with went out was going out of business. So they sold us uh, a faulty protein powder that we couldn't sell. So then we had to restart again. And by the, by the time we actually started selling product and we and we uh, launched online, it had been, I would say, close to two years. But you stuck with it. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the thing, though. You you had uh, countless setbacks beyond setbacks that uh, I think that you know the one thing to highlight is that you again it goes back to the uh, the glory. You know, entrepreneurship isn't always glory. Uh, you had quite a few. Uh, uphill battles to kind of get through to even just get the product out there and try to start selling it to people. Um, once you got there, though, how did you find kind of those customers? How were you getting people to be aware of the, you know your new products, and how are you trying to get those first couple of sales? Because I think that's you know one of the hardest things about starting a direct consumer brand is getting those first couple of sales and figuring out how to crack that code. Yeah, and transparently, it wasn't quick. It wasn't easy. Uh, it was it was slow growth. It was just friends and family for a while, um, and there was there was a lot of just as I would say there was just as much concern of is this going to work after we launched than before we launched. There was so much optimism I think that I had um, about that this had to be the best thing in the world before we actually launched that then. Um, Going through all those trials and then launching and not seeing it just blow up and everybody wants it and is buying it and we're in every retailer, you know, um, that was j- just as difficult for me because my, my optimistic forecast in my head was like, okay, year one, we're going to do a million dollars in sales. Easy. That's easy. You know, <laughs> it was like $17,000. Um, and so there was, there was definitely a learning curve, but the, the reality for, what we were doing, what we learned is education was, was key because our industry, nothing's changed, like I said, in, in so long. And so although people thought he was cool, people were nervous about actually like that sounds cool, but does it actually work? Um, and so what we learned is that we had to educate customers right off the bat, um, or else they would just think it's cool and, and move on as one of those kind of trinket type of things that this is cool, but I'd never use it. So we focused on education and we focused on getting people that had tried it to be our ambassadors, be, be our voice, because that was the, that was the key tipping point was getting that credibility that it's not just a good idea, but it's a good product. Absolutely. Uh, I think that, uh, the, the product is, you know, could be met with some hesitation, especially with just in, in your industry. Uh, you know, people are very cognizant about their putting in the, what they're putting in their body. So introducing some sort of, you know, new uh, food grade film like that, I think in it is something that is an interesting challenge that you have to educate your potential customers on. And um, but from there, once you start becoming that subject matter expert, I'm assuming that kind of goes into your uh, your whole marketing strategy as a whole of kind of more content plays are are what you're after. Yeah, yeah, it was something that um, it was something that started off as a negative. Now I think it's a positive. Actually, at the early days, there was countless amount of uh, people that would write us saying like, "I don't eat plastic. I'm not going to you know consume this." 
And now that we've we've grown our customer base, we've grown our development, um, even our knowledge of how to explain the product and everything, it's a it's a huge selling point instead of a, a setback of of um, you know being concerned about consuming it. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the expansion pack for your Shopify store to level up your brand. By turning all your apps into your business epicenter, Mesa can help lighten your workload and tame the day-to-day chaos of running your store. Join successful brands like Mudwater, Chubbies, and Golden to learn how to use clever workflows to get more done without more overhead. Whether you need to order details in Google Sheets, products added on Etsy, or customer information updated in your CRM, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. Browse pre-made templates for Shopify's most popular apps to get your first automation up and running in minutes. Search Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Is your store holiday ready? Now is the time to make sure you and your team are prepared for the busy season ahead. Gorgeous, an omni-channel help desk built for e-commerce has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgeous combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat, and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. Merchants can close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support, which helps increase sales, brand loyalty, and recognition. Eric Bandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, We're a seven-figure business, and we have essentially one person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do it without tools such as Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking to their team. Visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest. Mention this podcast when you sign up to get two months free. That's g-o-r-g-i-a-s.grsm.io slash h-o-n-e-s-t. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, and collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention this podcast, Honest E-Commerce, and get your first month absolutely free. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. 
That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. So you you mentioned that like you had this amazing optimism. Uh, you know, you're going to do so much year one. Um, and it didn't hit, you know, when you thought it was going to, but when did it feel like, all right, this is starting to work? You know, were there certain choices that you guys had made as a business or anything else that was just like, all right, I think we're cooking with gas here. This is definitely going to be something cool. Yeah. So I would say that there were, there were multiple points in, in the company where I really felt that, that confirmation that this had to work in. Granted, I was still being optimistic. It was never really actually true. Um, but the first time was at, was actually our very first time that we tried to launch and we, and we didn't launch. We went to an expo. We were supposed to launch at the expo. Um, and we got the cease and desist for an old business name. So we went without a business name. We just went with some samples and we met the buyers at vitamin shop and they have, um, about 800 locations somewhere around there. And they said, this is the best thing we've seen at, at the expo. We're going around looking for, um, for, uh, new products to sell. And we'd love to have you guys fly up to New Jersey and, uh, present to our team. And so being, uh, being in the mindset of kind of fake it till you make it. I mean, they knew we, we were nothing. So it wasn't, we had, didn't have much to fake, but, um, we hadn't even tried to sell to one location in our little neighborhood. And we were pitching to this massive player in the specialty retail space. And so it didn't go great because we had no idea what we were doing, but it was confirmation um, that the market was excited for it. We just had to figure out how to um, execute on that. And so that gave us the, you know, the first year of $17,000 in sales was very discouraging, but there was that, piece at, at the at the beginning that we knew we just hadn't figured it out yet how to how to gain those customers but we knew there was demand for it um and then i would say the second real big um moment that we realized we were onto something was we run um uh, abc's shark tank uh almost about three years ago now and that was really exciting because like i mentioned before about the credibility that gave us so much credibility because the the sharks loved the products they loved the products they um they were very enthusiastic about it and uh we made a deal on the show with mark cuban and a-rod and that that gave us that boost that we thought okay now we've made it now we've got that credibility but actually it was a huge boost in sales and then we kind of leveled out it was this spike and then um and then a, a steady decline and then uh we really started to figure it out on social media. And that was more of not a moment of feeling like we were credible and we were going to do it, but a, a slowly evolving customer base that's growing and growing and growing. And that felt it wasn't as high of a high, but it was the most exciting overall because that's when we knew that things are starting to catch, not just a one time purchase or a one time exciting event. Absolutely. I, I'm still, uh, I knew about the shark tank thing, but I, uh, which is congrats by the way. Um, but uh, being able to get a product that's nameless into, you know, the boardroom or whatnot of, of vitamin shop, you know, I, that would just give me so much, uh, drive. It's like, well, if we can get it here, we can do anything we want with this thing. 
Uh, so that's that's really cool and inspiring. Um, let's fast forward to now. Uh, obviously, uh, 2021, 2020 was probably a crazy year for you guys. Um, what are you looking forward to be doing next year in 2022? Uh, where are you guys investing kind of your time and energy uh, to you know try to get new customers or bring back existing customers? Uh, anything that you can share there? Yeah, it's been a wild year. <laughs> it's been a wild uh, year and a half. The growth that we saw in 2020 was insane. It was, it was just too hard to even keep up with. We were just trying to, to stay afloat while growing like crazy. Our social media was, was blowing up. We were doing, um, over 200 million impressions a year. And, uh, and we have a very small team. I think at, like, last year we had five people on our team or so. Um, and then fast forwarding to this year, we were coming into January of this year, we were spending a ton of money on Facebook advertising, uh, every single day. And there was been a lot of adjustments that were made to Facebook's, uh, privacy policy and how the ads were being delivered. And all of a sudden our, our growth and our budget that was being spent on on Facebook wasn't working anymore. So just as soon as things started to seem real, really good, we had to figure out another way to pivot because our one channel that we were really focusing on sales growth wasn't sustainable anymore. Um, but at the same time this year, we've launched into, into 8,000 8, retail locations uh, across the country. And that's been our pivot of still focusing on e-commerce, but putting more of our budget into this retail expansion that's giving us more visibility and will in turn help our, our e-commerce model. Um, so as of recent, in the last, I would say month, month and a half, I've hired an entire national sales team um, and we're growing out that model to be able to support all the retail locations and grow that way. Um, and so moving forward, our goal is to is to expand our product line. I always tell people we're not a protein powder company. We launched with protein powder because it's it's the easiest thing to to saturate the market. It's saturated. There's easy to make, um, but we're a nutritional supplement company. We want to be able to provide convenient nutrition for anybody in any walk of life, whether they're young, old, whether they are vegan or keto, or they're trying to gain weight for any reason. Our goal is to, if you're taking one of our products, you should be able to take any powdered supplements that you take. You should be able to take those with weight. So our, our expansion, um, this year and next year is really going to focus a lot on product development and expanding our product line. You just kind of mentioned that, uh, you guys had about a team of five, uh, last year, the year before, and it's since grown a bit. How has your role at Vade changed since kind of inception to now? A lot. Honestly, it's, it's been a, a big change for me going from being just an entrepreneur to being a boss into uh, not controlling everything. And I think that's actually something that can be really difficult for an entrepreneur to do because a lot of people get into you know, starting their own business so that they can control everything. And there's that, that tipping point where that becomes not possible anymore. Um, and so now with growing our team to where it's at right now, I, there's a lot of things that I don't do anymore and I just manage it. And so 
I've learned a lot about being a, being a manager. There's a lot to learn. Um, and so I think that's a really important like pivot point for any entrepreneur to, to understand and realize that growing a company is going to come with changing your responsibilities of, of the business owner, um, in a good, in a good way, but it just comes with new struggles, new, um, challenges. And so it's been important for me to continue learning, continue learning what I don't know, because there's a lot that I don't know, um, and hiring people that are a lot better than I am, um, to do what they're in their space to do. So that's been, that's been huge for me. Um, and, and I'm excited to see that continue to grow. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and it, it just reminded me of free where I saw this, but it was basically like the, the gist of it was just because you started a business doesn't mean you're a good CEO, which is definitely something that people uh, don't realize until they start growing a team and they start dealing with management and, and like how to be a manager. Um, and it's a, just a different skill set. Um, and uh, like you said, you have to constantly be learning. You have to work on your skills as a person to be a good manager, or maybe that's just not your wheelhouse and you need to hire someone that's way better than that to kind of assume that role. Yeah, no, that couldn't have been said better. I, I totally agree. It's, it's totally different to, uh, want to be an entrepreneur and know how to manage people. Uh, and some people are fine with, with, um, continuing to be just an entrepreneur and, and run things themselves. Um, and so there is a, definitely a difference. Uh, but I would also add to that and say that in the early stages of the company, I had a lot of, of people that were just good intending people that were trying to get me to hire somebody to uh, kind of run the company and allow me to be the creative person. Uh, and for one, I, I, I have too much pride to, uh, to feel like that was a good idea because I felt like I knew what I wanted the company to be and I felt like I could do it. Um, but secondly, it would have been a bad decision to take that advice because of, um, the, the core of the company comes out of the, the character of the founder. Um, and so the, the challenge is pivoting from that that like core of, of what the company is to actually being able to run the company as well. And so everybody's different. Every entrepreneur is different. Some people need to hire a CEO, but they're still the, uh, you know, the core creative person. Uh, but for me, I, I definitely am glad that I didn't take all the advice that I got in my first years of entrepreneurship. Absolutely. No. And, and that's uh, absolutely correct. There's no one way to do it. Um, and you know, there's a, you could end up in, you know, not, not your particularly your position. I'm just saying entrepreneurship in general is like, there's like a million different ways to do it and you could still end up successful. Um, and that's one of the cool things that I like about doing this show is I just get to interview so many awesome people and they kind of say, well, this is what worked. And sometimes they also say, and this is what didn't work. And this is how we ended up here. So it's, it's always uh, a fun journey to everything with people. a grain of salt. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 It, that's a whole other thing. Uh, cloning yeah. your competition is never going to result in anything good. No, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If people are curious about the products, where should they go to check them out? So you can buy them online on our website, vade-nutrition.com. You can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them on gnc.com. They're also in all GNC stores. 
um, or in CVS and uh, other groceries. If you're going to buy it in person, then just go on our website. We have a store locator. Uh, but yeah, hopefully everywhere soon. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Hopefully that sales team gets up and running and you guys take it over in 2022. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.